Warning, the following podcast contains strong language, irreverent humor, and graphic content. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, me too. Coolio. All right, Ollie. Made you wait long enough. You can have this thing. Mm-hmm. Good boy. They have these some of these beef bully chews at the Dollar Tree now, and I was like, those are his favorite. That's so awesome. Got, that, those are the ones I think that you told me about, and that I got for Alice the one year, and then like she didn't really like them very much, and I was like, what the hell, man? These are expensive. Yeah, they're because they're super expensive, and I was you like, obviously, I'm sure no they're taste. not. I feel like um, whatever they have at the Dollar Tree isn't is probably not real beef or something, but like, whatever, it looks like the other stuff, and it's not rawhide, so um, he's enjoying it. And you know what? Oh, if good. it winds up being like, I don't know, horse or something, that'll be sad. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll have a taste for horse now. I guess. I, I mean... <laughs> I actually, I have no, I was trying to think of what else it could be that's cheaper than beef, but I don't know. Like, I don't know what it would be. Oh, shit. Too funny. But hopefully there's not a a constant knocking sound in the background throughout this whole podcast because Athena is currently trying to get my door open because her new thing is coming up into my room and, um, Chewing on the plastic packing material. There's no that way I that I is saved. her. No, is that her? Really? Yeah, that noise I, is because her? yes, because the door doesn't completely close. It closes more at the top than the bottom. So there's already it's loose at the bottom. So I think she is just grabbing it with her paw, and since it's already a little loose, it comes looser and then bangs against the thing. She's a mess. Yeah, because I tried to pull the door in as much as I could so that it wouldn't like, cause she can't get it open. There's no way she's going to be able to get it open. She tried this morning, but yeah. So <laughs> she's like, I just want to be a friend. Cause I was thinking that this morning she's like, I just want to get up there and fuck with your stuff. Um, right. I was thinking that, that th- this morning when I heard the noise, I was like, I was like, is that Athena though? Cause it sounds kind of loud, but I was like, if it was a person, they would have busted in by now and killed me. So I don't think it's a real person. <laughs> That's always a good feeling. Yeah, because well, because like part of it is like it's either the cat because no one else is gonna try to get up here like that, and your sister removed the thing from the door that Alice like chewing on. So I was like, it's either the cat or it's someone coming to murder me. And if they're coming to murder me and this door is stopping them, I'm not going to question it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm just gonna go with it. But anyway, sorry, I saw you getting into your foam and I wanted to do the same thing. Um, I love my foam. This is Booze and Ghouls episode. Wait, is this episode nine or ten? What it, what came out last week? I don't even know um, now, man. I think this is episode. No, wait, no. Okay, so we're this is episode ten. Episode ten. Um, I'm Alana. I'm Leanne. And uh, that was a mouthful of. Me drinking and eating foam. Sorry. <laughs> we got our pumpkin cream cold brews because we're we're all about those. Feet. But then also, um, I made us espresso martinis. So if you haven't, we're gonna be tried lit on check. caffeine. 
Yeah, caffeine and alcohol. Ooh, that's a good one. You got the nice foam on it. You're so fancy. Well, because the foam, the secret is, is that you got to make the coffee up fresh, and then that gives you more foam. Interesting. I don't know why. It just does. It's very good. You did a nice job. I'm sure there's a... Thanks. (laughs) I'm sure there's a science-y reason. Because science. Because science. That's amazing. But yeah, so I'm really into these pumpkin cream cold brews. Me too. I can't get enough of them. Especially the foam. Mm-hmm. I'm all about that foam, baby. And I don't even care that it's a basic bitch thing to like the pumpkin spice because... Right, like, I'm not even mad at myself. It just is good. Sometimes being a basic bitch just, like, works, you know? Right. Sometimes that's why it's basic. You're going back to basics. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I have my reasons. Leave me alone. I might be high off sugar right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I had to eat the tortilla with the cheese because I was like, shit's going to go sideways if I eat all this, you know, right foam. Although there was not as much foam as last time. Well, it's still a lot of foam, so I well, don't know. There I is, guess there it is, but depends on the barista you get. Oh, absolutely. I mean, let's be honest. If, if I, like, was making the drinks extra would be up to my interpretation right which would be sometimes a lot i'm a little extra so <laughs> i wonder how they make the foam i don't know and i don't know if i want to know yeah that's fair let it be a mystery right. that's right let's just like live life like we don't like, even have to know there is a point i don't know when in my probably in my teenage life that i started like getting real into DVDs and watching all the behind the scenes shit that comes on Uh your DVDs and stuff. Yeah. yeah, And I remember there was a point where I was like, maybe I don't want to see how the movie's made because then I feel like it ruins a little of the magic when you see all the green sausages made. Well, I definitely don't want to see how the sausage is made. 110%. But yeah, like it, I don't know. Anyway, if I, if I was a barista, then I would have to know how they make the foam, but I'm not. I tell you what, I am not one of those people who like look, you know, people like look down on certain jobs, or whatever. I don't give a fuck. It would be so hard oh, to be a barista. No, yeah, me too. It would be so hard to work a drive through. Like even at McDonald's, that's why like, I like you know, I know they do more than just take orders. They oh like, yeah, they're taking orders and then they're putting stuff in the computer. I would I any would have kind a of any kind of food service job like that. Anything in the service industry really is super uh, stressful. And it's complicated. You got to remember all this shit. And I'm yep. like, when people were complaining about people raising the wages and shit and people making $15 for working at McDonald's, I was like, those people deserve $15 an hour for it's working at job. McDonald's. It's, it's hard. I don't want to do that. And I was like, um, now that I've been, I'm working for the school system, I've worked at the um, food services building and I'm just, you know, like I'm a, I'm a secretary, I answer phones and do uh, this other shit. But the people in the commissary making the food, I'm like, that is a hard job. I don't yes. want to do that job. I was like, I hope they pay those women a lot of money. I mean, because it's yep. mostly women. We do have a few men on the staff, but they're not at the at where I'm working. But yeah, I hope they pay those people a lot of money because yeah, that's a stressful, complicated job. You got to remember all these things. Everything has to be stored at a certain temperature. Mm-hmm. You have to cook things a certain way. You have procedures yeah. to follow so it's all safe and sterile and healthy and whatever. 
It's yeah. a that's a lot not, of work. It's not easy. No. I was like, I feel like office jobs are easy because you just sit on your ass all day. It's like, yeah, you got to right. use your brain for shit, but like, I don't know. I think that's why there's all kinds of different people because different people have different I'll strengths, agree. and certain people are better at certain jobs than other people. Like, I wouldn't want to be a construction worker or something like that either because that's too much manual labor. Like, like we saw how my factory right. job went. That was <laughs> I couldn't handle that either. Anyway. It's hard. And that's the state of people working in America. <laughs> right. You're, I don't know. You, thank you for tuning in to Workplaces in America on NPR. Uh, that, was my, <laughs> that was my NPR voice, yeah. <laughs> yep, oh, that was shit. it. But anyway, it is an even-numbered episode, so if you want to... I was giving you a creepy smile. For you. Okay, so I'm going to get right in. You know what's funny is, like, I was thinking about this when I was logging into the computer and everything right now. Like, it's funny because my story is, like, Well, yeah, we have no theme today. We just had, we both had topics that we wanted to do, and they didn't match up, so we said fuck it. (laughs) Well, I just, okay, so, like, my, my, um, my story is funny because it's, like, not super long, but, like, there's a lot of shit going on. And there's just a lot of shit that, like, also is just happening that you can't necessarily, like, quantify, I guess, would be the, yeah. the best way to say it. I'll say for that for mine, too, is not super long either, but there's a lot of shit going on. So maybe mm-hmm. that's our theme. <laughs> I like it. Short, sweet, to the point, but also a lot of shit going on. Um, so, okay, so I'm going to talk today about the ley lines. Which you already knew that that's what I was going to talk about. But yeah, it's, so it's interesting. So I'm going to give you a little background here kind of. And then we'll go from there. And like I said, it's weird because it's like so much information, but like not really. Okay. So ley lines um, were originally kind of looked at um, by this English guy, um, an antiquarian, Alfred Watkins in the 1920s. He actually wrote a book called The Old Straight Track. And so he was saying that he was noticing that there are straight lines that can be drawn between like different historical structures and um, that they possibly represented um, different, like could possibly represent different things. Okay. So I want to say that because uh, people do believe that they are different things. Um, Okay. So a lot of people like kind of just laughed him off and were like, okay, this guy is crazy or whatever. Um, but he, he really stuck with this and decided that he was gonna, you know, kind of like explain this. Um, and so it's funny cause a lot of the information that you find has, uh, has a lot to do with, uh, like Brit- Britain in like out, like in Europe area. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think that's because this Watkins guy is the one that kind of like found this essentially out or like, he's the one that kind of decided to do this. Uh, so, um, <laughs> So, essentially, what ley lines technically are, ley lines are, like, kind of almost like a longitude-latitude type situation. They're not real. like But they crisscross. You can't go, like, pick them up and, like, grab them. Right, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. And I'm going to read this little thing here. It says, um, the earth grid. It says, the world grid, or earth grid, or ley lines, is a theory that our ancestors purposely constructed their monuments on energy lines 
that when mapped and connected create a significant pattern, some sort of energy web. The whole idea of a world grid or an energy grid ley lines is that the earth is a huge crystal where the energy flows around it in like little nodules. Energy paths intersect and move all over the world. The earth is a huge crystal. Is that what it said? Well, this is what this person's saying. I it's mean, like not everyone believes that, but yeah, right. Like, but it's like that, huge, like energy grid, and essentially that's what's happening all over the world. And that either, and this is where it kind of gets a little dicey because some people believe one thing, some people believe the other. Some people, this uh, there's this group, and they're called um, they're called Earth Mysteries, um, and they are a group that was. Uh, found uh founded in uh, about 1970 and they kind of in their mind uh focus on the you know cultural and religious beliefs of the earth and they believe that there's a possibility that these lines were created to okay not the lines obviously because lines aren't real but like the the different areas and the different um the different structures that are man-made that are on these areas that you can like line up in a straight line were made because of a way for, um, for humans to um, like ensure that aliens knew where they were going. Okay. So like, um, I feel like I did not explain that well. No, at no, 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 no. <laughs> kind of almost like, uh, like lights on a runway or something. Correct. Correct. Um, so they think like the so the Earth's mysteries people are the first people who kind of like really like took like took into what Alfred Watkins had said and went with it. Also, so they believe update. I mm-hmm. finished my espresso martini. <laughs> oh shit! All right, all right. Oh, shit, I need to get my. <laughs> Gonna get lit. Well, also because we're mm-hmm. going out after this. <laughs> Yolo. Yolo. It's a Thursday. It's, it's a Thursday Sunday. night, and we're going out. <laughs> I, you know what's funny is we have a two-hour delay tomorrow. Like, I still have to be at work oh. all the time, but oh, the kids okay. have a two-hour delay. Oh, well, that's nice, though. So I'm like, oh, good, because you know me, I'm 900 years old. Right. And the fact that I'd be going out after uh, well, out. here's my thing, is that we can leave around the same time we go to bed and come home and go straight to bed. And mm-hmm. it's not like it was, like, because it's, like, five minutes away from the house. So, yeah, like, it's not, not like, like, yeah. it's not like it's we're not that big of a deal. getting wild and crazy. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so um, a lot of people in this um, Earth's Mysteries have kind of decided that they believe um, different uh, well-known places on Earth that are man-made, or while well, we think are man-made, or are they alien-made, um, somehow line up with other man-made slash alien-made slash we don't know who made them areas and they are um, essentially a way for aliens to meet, way for aliens to see, like, where they're going and where they've already been. Okay. Now, I'm going to say this. Um, I'm going to tell you a couple little more things about ley lines. And then I'm going to tell you kind of, like, a little more about, um, about uh, like, kind of where these are. They're everywhere. But where people see them. Um where they see them in their things. So, um, and I'm sorry, because I have, like, so many things open right now on my computer. And um, so, anyway, so Watkins, the guy who did this, he uh, he backed up, he believes uh, his ley line existence by pointing out that monuments around the globe can be connected by a straight line. For example, 
I'm going to show, well, I don't want to get to that yet because I want to like show you this picture. Um, but one of the interesting ones that I think that I, that are like what I'm going to start you off with here is one thing that Watkins really showed in his, in his, uh, stuff that he showed. And that is, hold on, the hell, dude, my life right now. It's like, I, I can't be drinking. Making me, making me like not be able to like focus here. Okay. So this is a picture that I'm showing you. And this is from like the very tip of um, like what really it's all just Europe. And so Watkins was showing that there is a straight line where there is six to seven um, monuments built in a straight line that have to do with a Michael. And I'm going to read this, what this says. Oh, oh, oh. Also, fun fact that Skellig Michael in Ireland is where they filmed um, the island Octo in uh, The Last Jedi. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. The place where they, um, there were all the puffins, so they had to cover them up with porgs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Weird. Um, so, um, so, like, they, these are different. So there are seven different landforms that bear the name Ni- Michael or some form of Michael. And they stretch from the tip of Ireland all the way to, actually, all the way to Israel. And it's in a straight line. And they are all, uh, they all have the name Michael in there. So up at the very top, there's Skellig Michael. Wait, how do I say Skellig. that? Well, I, I don't know if that's where I said Skellig. But that's okay. just how it looks, well, you know? Right. Like That seems right. Skellig Michael, and then there's St. Michael's Mount, and uh, Mount St. Michael, Sacre de Saint-Michel, uh, Santuario de Saint-Michel, and then um, even farther down, we have another Monasterio Michael. Um, so it's just interesting that it is in a straight line. Um, so he was kind of looking and going, man, these these uh, landmarks and these uh, things that are built by humans, but also some that are just landforms, all seem to connect if you draw a straight line. So his, um, should I say naysayers, his, uh, his critics would say, well, like literally if you like got out a ruler and put a line on something, like you could say anything lines up. Right. I mean, like it's true. That is true. To a certain extent. But this is also weird. It is kind of weird, right? Like they're all Michaels. And then I remember that there's, there's like one that like goes right by or through Stonehenge, but it passes through several other ones. And it's just kind of like why though (laughs) yes and so that's the thing it's like you know yes i will admit like yeah okay because like if i like they said like if you look at like one area and you draw a straight line you could hit a whole bunch of churches does that mean that all the churches were built because you know they're on an energy grid or because they want to like make the aliens be able to see you well no however it is just interesting that these things occur and that ley lines look like they could very well be legit um, yeah, and, and it's so, like I don't know. It's it's very interesting too. But like in geometry, I think it's in geometry they teach you that the closest distance between two points is a straight line. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like you could draw a point. You could just drop little dots all over the globe and run straight lines between them. But like, right? I don't. But know. They, yeah. But would they have any connection? You know right. I mean? Right. That's kind of. I agree. That's like kind of what I what I think too. Actually, I'm going to be real with you. I think there's something to this. 
I mean, I could be crazy. I've been told. I don't. Uh, this not, picture. <laughs> I don't not think there's something to this. I just. Well, this picture that I'm going to show you is crazy because now this talks about. Now this isn't necessary. Okay, I brought. I only brought this in because it had one thing to do with something you talked about in a previous episode. So it really has nothing to do with ley lines. It has to do with. Do you know what this symbol is? I don't know what this symbol is called. And I thought maybe you would because you're smart. Are you um, showing me your screen or? Oh, okay. No, not yet. I'm about to right now. All right. Well, I thought I, I thought I had uh, just saved it, but I guess not. So, um, so this, what I'm showing you is a video of the um, chakras that are um, like these gates that people, some people think, are all around the globe. Okay. And what is that sim? Like, you know how it goes up and down and up and down. What is that? Is that like I, all I can think is like Under Armour, but that's not it. Obviously, it's like a wavelength type of symbol. They yes. draw those so for like showing- waves. They're showing these wavelengths that go up and down across the globe, up and down, up and down, and that they oh, is it a parabola? Places, sure, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. So they're showing these different places, and guess what? Number one chakra. Is? Okay, can I just? I have to point this out. Oh, Mount Shasta. Yeah, I see that. Dude. But can I just point to the second chakra, which yes, is sexual, I know. Isn't that hilarious? and it's like titty caca. Yeah, isn't that hilarious? <laughs> Oh my gosh. So like they have like the first chakra is Mount Shasta and that is like a uh, base of spine or root. And then there's a sexual one. And then it takes you back up over in like by Europe. And that is the heart. And then it takes you back down to um, Tibet and then all the way back down to um, Australia. And then on the other little wavelength, it takes you from South America up uh, to up to meet um the europe and then down and then there's one in uh five too which is the um, mount of olives oh yeah sphinx great great pyramid sphinx and mount of olives is what it says in here so now what are these what do these chakras have but essentially essentially they don't really have to do with anything i just thought it was cool because they're saying like they're pointing more like toward because you know there's two different schools of thought there's schools of thought that this is like this is built because like aliens, you know, we're like trying to essentially mm-hmm. like, you're like making a runway for them to know where they are. Some people think that they are, they are actual, like our, like our world is a crystal and these are like, Oh, so this is, this is the more crystal. This is more like energy grid. Yeah. Type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I just thought it was cool. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, Mount, Mount Shasta. And then I found like a whole bunch of other stuff that like, were a lot of them were saying like Mount Shasta is definitely an area of of um you know energy in like that part of the energy grid and I thought that was interesting yeah so I think I I started looking into this a little because when you told me that you wanted to cover ley lines and I was trying to find something related and I wound up not being able to but um they're they were saying that like scientifically what we think of as like energy is like this place has bad vibes or whatever is not a real thing like that can't be scientifically proven but i just think that there's there are certain locations on earth and this can be scientifically proven that have more like electromagnetic Mm -hmm. energy and stuff like that and i was like i feel like kind of what we consider to be quote-unquote spiritual energy can align with the electromagnetic mm-hmm. energy and also weird natural phenomena. It's like people 
always want to put this divide and on one side you have science and on the other side you have faith slash spirituality or whatever. But it's like, I think that many times they go hand in hand and we just Mm -hmm. haven't discovered the connection yet, you know? I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, uh, So, yeah, so that's like shows you, that's one of the... um, the ley line uh, chakra thingies, which, like I said, is a little bit like a, there's two different schools of thought on it. Um, that, but I just thought it was interesting, and so they consider this like a pseudoscience, right? Like this is not like right, yeah. You would learn about in a textbook, but another one that they talk about that has a lot of ley lines, and it's interesting because I would love to do an episode on this, but I just don't even know like how much prep time it would take. Holy cow! My sister just walked in here and scared me she just said Shh. um uh but anyway and so i'm gonna share this again and um this is the great lakes and all of the um all of the ley lines that they have um that they are showing on the great lakes in Michigan oh. area yeah and um it's interesting because they show like um points all across different um falls like different um waterfalls mm-hmm. uh they show different areas like different landmarks um but anyway yeah i think it's interesting they have a straight line it goes chippewa falls to niagara falls to shelbourne falls there it's like it's like a straight line um also i know you covered the lake michigan triangle one time mm-hmm. is that i feel like I don't remember what the points of that were. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, some people say that it's almost like a type of, uh, like, a Bermuda Triangle type situation where there's there's something happening there in that area. And there, as you can see on this map, like, there are quite a few things that are triangle sizes. Yeah. Or shapes, I should say. Uh, so, there, you know, there's ley lines that they're showing in, um, in this uh, Great Lakes thing here. Um, I think that the the ley line that is the uh, the falls is kind of interesting because like yeah that's weird that they would all be like right on a straight line and um so then I'm gonna show you this other one here and then this is just an interesting thing because I, I think I this is like, the one that I've seen before the ley lines you can map see this world oh okay yeah okay sorry i couldn't tell if i if, if i clicked off of it or not on accident no so yes yeah, so this is the ley line map of the world and it kind of almost has like uh like what we had talked about before the up and the down um and there are definitely yeah i lines. think that's uh, i have it because the way that i've seen it before is that the earth it, it had more flat to it but i think the reason that you have the curvy lines is because the earth is round Mm -hmm. but this is really interesting yes and i think where the where multiple lines converge are supposed to be like particularly powerful like of the huge thing which they on this map um mount chasta is one yeah i see that mount chasta uh the atlantic ocean like the middle of the atlantic ocean is one um there's that, uh, there's one isn't that one in egypt yeah i want to talk about that one because that's like a really big one but i will say that there's lines that go through easter island Ooh, there are lines that go through machu picchu and i'm gonna leave it at that because i want to talk about this other one okay in a second 
But I yeah, want to know what the one in Australia is. There is a huge one. We can definitely put this one in here and, um, like, you know, show. Because there's, uh, there's a big convergence there in Australia. I'd like to know mm-hmm. more about that one. Yeah. And um, there's this one here um, that I'm going to show. Hold on. I'm going to bring it up right now. This is my big, my big, uh, the big one that I think is really interesting. <laughs> um, even though, I mean, there's tons of them. Window. Okay, so this is the the big one that everybody talks about, and that is the line that runs between Stonehenge and um, the Pyramids of Giza. Oh. So Stonehenge to Giza, I mean, we're talking thousands of miles apart, but are literally running a straight line. And I did look it up on the computer because I was interested in this. Um, as I was doing this research and it is, it's weird to see that like they're in a straight line and this now the, the Stonehenge and the pyramids of Giza, no, they don't look alike, but in um quite a few cases, they are, there are things that look quite a bit alike that are different, um, different, uh, what do I want to call, um, like monuments that have like the same style, but in different countries. If that makes sense. Yeah. So they, they have these temples that are in like three different countries, four different countries, and they don't have any significance to each other, but they're built the same. And the humans, like the statues that are made that look like the humans, look a lot alike and they have the same style. Um, Machu Picchu is. Um, shoot, hold on. Um, I just lost it. Uh, there's, there's like quite a few of them that go in and, um, and that you can look at, mm-hmm. uh, but the, it's just interesting to see there, they have the same, um, oh, what is the name of it? No, and I can't find it in my notes. Ollie. What do I do with it? Um, there's the one where it is, oh shoot, now, now I lost it. Uh, you know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the, the place that has the, it almost looks like the steps up. Oh yeah, like the, the temple. Yeah, one of those like Mayan. Yes, zig- it's Mayan. I ziggurat yes. things or whatever. Yes. So they have those in other countries that are, have very very similar makeups, mm-hmm. and they look quite a bit alike, and uh, they are tend to be the same um, in the same area. And then this other thing here says um, another thing that they mentioned that is not necessarily has to do with any type of. Uh, ley line. It's just interesting because it's something that can only be seen from the sky a long time before supposedly flight was involved are the Nazca lines, which you've talked about before. Yes. Um, it's interesting that, you know, that's another situation where we're looking at things that you could only, if you wouldn't really see the, the connection or the resemblance until you were up in the air, but yet we're supposed to believe that there was no flight back then. Right. Um, it's just, you know, kind of interesting. So also it says many cultures uh, used straight straight lines in their um, thing with the Nazca lines, but also ancient pyramids in Mexico and also in Peru. They have uh, the lines where they're um, just they're connected through straight what you could draw a straight line through them. And then um, so interestingly enough, the uh, Australian one you were looking at is Mount Kitty. Okay. And it's pretty much directly in the center of Australia, um, which is interesting to me because now we're looking at Mount Kitty. We're looking at what Mount Shasta mm-hmm. and um, 
the so those are two are kind of like on opposite ends but yet are still two big mountains it just kind of makes you wonder like what what the connection is there right so you can look like it's insane like i said it was weird because it's like there's so much information but then it's like but you know kind of all just the same thing but you can look and you can look forever at these maps and see these uh these lines and where they cross and it is absolutely insane um to see that these places like i said the big one is stonehenge i mean that's pretty wild and then the chakra thing was really interesting to me too so um it's also says these intersecting points along the ley lines um include the pyramids which we said machu picchu stonehenge and angor angkor wat um so it's interesting when you look at these um monuments and then you see that they're kind of all connected it kind of makes you wonder what else in in our world is connected you know i right. I, I didn't read that that was just my thoughts <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway so yeah so it's like kind of crazy because it's like there that doesn't really seem like a lot of information but it's just like tons of information when you look at the maps right right it's kind um, of a more so, visual thing yeah i would encourage you if you're listening to this podcast like if you can bring up the maps um, and look at them because it is absolutely insane the things that you can see that are connected and um and especially in England they have a lot of inf- like a lot of the videos that I watched were all in England they were um they were they were talking about obviously Stonehenge but also like other different things and places that um that were were over there in Europe so uh you can definitely find a lot of really cool places um and then, of course, some lines they show run straight through uh, the Bermuda Triangle. Um, oh, I don't know. I can't. Don't quote me on this. But I almost think that there may or may not. I think there may be a straight line between the Bermuda Triangle and the Michigan one. Oh, that would be cool. So that, yeah, that's another interesting one. But like the Stonehenge, Machu Picchu, uh Pyramid of Giza, that to me is pretty insane. I mean, those are pretty like popular uh, places that have been around for, you know, thousands of years. And then for them to all be kind of connected is pretty wild. Right. So, um, I don't know. Do with that what you will. It, it's, it's just such a cool thing to investigate. Like, I could look at these maps forever and just like talk about it forever. But people when you're listening to this you should definitely like bring up some maps and look at it well the thing that i crazy to think that i think is interesting too that you showed me on that one map that showed all of them like where they intersect and stuff it's like you could draw lines from one thing to another thing but this uh, this has like a pattern to it you know they're all equal like the lines are straight and they're like equally uh spaced out across the whole globe basically so Mm -hmm. You know, like, kind of what are the chances that something important is going to be along those lines or where the lines converge. It's just interesting. Yeah, it really is. Um, I definitely could, like, look way more into this and, like, watch it forever. (laughs) Forever. But anyway, so those are, that's, like, your overview of ley lines. And now your homework is to go look at all the maps and um, decide if you think that it's just somebody with a ruler in spare time or do you think there's something to it and um also tell us if a uh, ley line runs right through your house oh my gosh seriously and also if it does you should move <laughs> well not necessarily that's true energy doesn't have to be bad necessarily right it doesn't have it's not necessarily bad if it 
is there. You just might have a lot of weird stuff happen or, you know, you never know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, but anyway, so, okay. I guess I will jump right into my story. So as you may or may not know, October is Filipino American History Month. I only know this because my best friend is um, half Filipino and she told me. Yes. So I wrote on my notes, I said, and not only am I half Filipino, half a Pino, as we like to say, (laughs) but it's also my birthday month, um, October is. So uh, since we're recording ahead of time, I wanted to make sure that I covered at least one story that was kind of relevant to this topic before October was over. And this is our last mm-hmm. show that we're recording before our Halloween show. So um, so I did pick out a topic specifically for this. And also, nice. I was I wanted to uh, say, tell you that it's a doozy. Oh, shit. All right. I'm excited. I'm strapped in. All right. And also, um, if you could maybe... Last time that I covered a story from the Philippines, I did a haunting. Um, it was that haunted, like, former hotel or whatever. So mm. I went a little different in a little different direction today. And I have a true crime story for you. Ooh. Um, so first I need, but I need to ask you if you've ever heard of it. This is actually, it's it's a phenomenon and you can look it up. Have you ever heard of the My Way killings? My Way? Yeah. Like, are we talking like Usher? No, we're like... talking the Frank Sinatra song. My way. I did it my way. No, yes. but I love me some Frank. Okay. So, the, you're gonna, your mind is gonna be blown here. Cause, oh, I can't wait. So, according to Wikipedia, the My Way killings are a social phenomenon in the Philippines, referring to a number of fatal disputes which arose due to the singing of the song My Way, popularized by Frank Sinatra in karaoke bars. What? More commonly known as videoki in the Philippines. Um, a New York Times article estimated the number of killings to be about 12 as of 2022, though there could be more, and most of the murders happened between 2002 and 2012. <laughs> I, I am dying. I cannot, I'm very, <laughs> so this is wild. Is already blown. Just, this is wild, so just strap in. <laughs> so firstly, you gotta know by now, like, obviously you know, because I'm half Filipino, but Filipinos take karaoke very seriously. <laughs> right on. I mean, so, yeah, so you've, you've been exposed to that first-hand evidence. It's like, I have. in our blood, if you are Filipino, you most likely love to sing and you like to do karaoke. Uh, to quote an Esquire article by uh, this person named Honori Ichimura, this is the quote. It says, See, Filipinos love to sing, and most of us can sing. We know a good tune when we hear one, and the greatest faux pas a Filipino can commit is singing off-key. It's unforgivable and apparently worthy of death. <laughs> that is hilarious. I mean, I will say that I have heard people sing off-key, and it does make me want to kill them. Yeah, so, I mean, you can understand the urge, so but this is just like, it. this is just like, you would think about doing it, but you wouldn't actually do it, and this is just <laughs> kind of like, it brings it to another level. So anyway, just a little background. Karaoke is obviously a very widespread, popular pastime in the Philippines, especially because even those who have a low income can participate in it. So in 2007, a lot of the population was earning about $2 a day. 
and could purchase time on a video game machine for about five pesos, which is 10 cents in U.S. currency. Oh, okay. um, And then Filipinos who can afford to would get a private room at a karaoke bar. So kind of like the almost like the Korean karaoke that I that's the only place that I've done, like where you have a private room is in the more like Korean karaoke bars. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so if you can afford it, you get a private room. But if not, you can you can purchase a song basically um, for for about 10 cents. So like you had a hard day at work, you want to go knock back a beer and sing a song. You can do that um, if for not very much money. And, like, uh, it, this is the thing at one of the places, there, one of the bars that I used to go, that I've been to a couple times in New York where we did karaoke, you had to pay, I think it was a dollar to sing a song. So I think it's interesting when you that pay, I didn't know that. when you pay to sing a song, because in certain places, because it means that, only people who really want to sing are going to do it. Like, you don't just, like, like, you're not, for like, funsies. just, yeah, you're, I mean, it is for fun, but it's, like, it's not, like, just what the hell, I guess, I'll sing a song. Because um, you have to pay for it. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But, <laughs> since January 1998, about a dozen incidents occurred in connection with strenuous complaints over the singing of the song My Way, prompting Filipino newspapers to n- to call this phenomenon the My Way Killings. And attention uh, to this kind, this phenomenon really hit its peak in May of 2007 when a 29-year-old karaoke singer named Romy Belegula, halfway through his rendition of My Way at a karaoke bar in San Mateo, was shot by a security guard at the Holy bar. Shit. The guard was... <laughs> so this guy, is he's a security guard at the bar. He's like, this is his job. But he's standing there and he hears this guy singing this song and he so he complained that it was off key and then he told him to stop singing it and <laughs> and he refused so he pulled out his 38 caliber pistol and shot him and dead like he died no fucking and words. i'm just like i don't under like i don't understand obviously he was arrested like you know this is your job to like keep people safe here so it's just to me i'm like how bad was that singing how bad how off to make key you, are we talking yeah like how off key are we talking that you decided you were gonna risk your job and go to jail but you Seriously. just had to make it stop like what is <laughs> what is the uh where was this at again so this was in korea no this was in the philippines oh the philippines that's right okay so um, let me just say this right now. Um, I know that obviously Philippines, they have different laws, but jury of your peers in America, a hundred percent. I'm finding this guy totally innocent because <laughs> I get it. Right. Okay. Well, anyway, so after this, this particular incident, so this was only kind of like one that garnered more national attention and possibly, you know, more than national attention. Uh, people really started to assign superstition to this song. They refused to sing it in public, even people who liked the song. Um, and I, another thing I put in my notes is that it, it, the Philippines is a rather superstitious country. Like a lot of people have okay, superstitions and stuff. I think a lot of the Asian countries, I was, I don't want to like, you know, uh, generalize, but I think there are a lot of, there are a lot of interesting superstitions and stuff that you can like look up. 
Um, but the, I know the Philippines in particular, there are a lot of um, cryptids, and I would like to cover some of them in the future. But as of 2007, the song uh, reportedly was taken off the playlist of many karaoke machines in bars in Manila, which is the capital, and also where my dad is from. Um, Aw, Daddy Joe. And after complaints of out-of-tune renditions of the song resulting in violent fights and even murders, some bar owners even hired specific people to smooth over any potential conflicts that were brought up because of karaoke. <laughs> Which, like, imagine that you this is your job, and, like, what is your job title? I, I wrote karaoke brawl mitigator? I'm not really... Karaoke sh- brawl mitigator. I fucking love it. That is hilarious. Because, like, this was your specific job. Like, you... <laughs> some people start beefing over, yeah, over off-key. Yeah, and then you're like, Let's just take a second here, fellas. <laughs> Think it guys, through. Guys, there's, there's no need, no need to to make this a problem. I mean, let's all just take a deep breath. Yeah, gonna like have a little drink. Hilarious. Sit down. I mean, hilarious to, to the point where that it's it's funny that this is a thing, but also not hilarious because people are dying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you put it like that, you're right. It's not as funny. <laughs> But yeah, so in Manila, a woman uh, named Alyssa Escanlar recalled an incident where her uncle, who was also a cop, had been listening to his friend sing My Way at the local bar. And when he heard uh, someone sitting at a nearby table start to laugh, he pulled out his gun and basically showed them like, hey, I'm a cop or, you know, like, hey, I have a gun. And then the people kind of like uh, fled, understandably. But she and her other relatives decided to just ban the song from their parties from here on out. I mean, now, okay, I will say this. Like, you obviously are a good singer, so it doesn't matter. Um, And this is not a thing that would happen. But if I'm in karaoke and somebody starts laughing at you singing, I'm definitely going to, I'm a roast in their ass. Right. I mean, and I. So I'm okay with that. I get it. I understand, like. Show them who's boss. I I understand, like, a a good fist fight here and there. Make fun of my fucking friend. But I just feel like, you know, a fist fight, that's understandable. That's a thing that you know happens in bars sometimes anyway. But just, like, taking a gun out and shooting somebody uh, is a little extreme. Not okay. I mean, not okay. I but he. Oh, I didn't think he shot him. I thought he just waved it around. He did just wave it around. He didn't shoot anybody. Oh, but yeah. there's just saying, don't make fun of my don't make fun of my family. I still think that that's yeah. I still think that a that's bit excessive. Oh, yes, there. a bit excessive. But even as recently as 2018, a 60 year old man was stabbed by his 28 year old neighbor during a birthday party in another uh place in the Philippines. I was gonna this. Oh, I can't. There's no way I can pronounce this city. So I'm not going to try. <laughs> okay, I feel like well, Not with that attitude. Well, I'm just are, laughing. I mean. Yeah, so according to the reports, the, this older man grabbed the mic from his neighbor just when My Way was about to play. So it wasn't like he'd even started singing yet, but he just said, nope, not on my watch. A fist fight ensued, ending with the neighbor stabbing oh the elderly man. And then he later was pronounced dead at the hospital. So he died. Oh, that's sad. And then this, so because of this incident in particular, it even led to a bill being brought before the Congress in the Philippines proposing a curfew on karaoke to help stop the violence. Oh my god! Isn't that crazy? Like this, it's just like, oh, 
such a wild thing. Like, I can't even wrap my head around it. But this phenomenon isn't exclusive to the Philippines or even to the song My Way. Reports of karaoke-related violence have come from another of other countries, including the USA. So in 2007, a 21-year-old woman in Seattle attacked a man who was on stage singing Coldplay's Yellow. The The altercation escalated, and according to one of the bartenders... He said, quote, it took three or four of us to hold her down. Oh, my God. So, and then I feel like I read in there that they they tested her and she wasn't like, she wasn't super drunk. She'd only had like one drink and she wasn't. I was going to, that's exactly what I was going to say. And she wasn't on drugs. She just like, for some reason, that song and him singing it made her so mad that she started a fist fight. It makes you wonder, like, sometimes, like, what the hell? Like, what is with that song? Yeah. And then, well, and so this wasn't even my way. This was Coldplay's Yellow. Yeah, so. Well, you know, hey. uh, (laughs) And then in March 2008, a man was arrested in Thailand for shooting eight people to death, including his brother-in-law, in in a dispute stemming from several karaoke offerings, including repeated renditions of John Denver's Take Me Home, Country Roads. Fucking dead. That, okay, that's a good song. First off. <laughs> it is a good song, <laughs> but not if you not if you're singing it wrong. No, apparently if you're off key again, you pay with your life again. Again, not hilarious because of the death, but just eight people died. But I, I know, <laughs> and I want to feel bad. I do, I do, and I do, I do feel bad. It's just like, but, but at the same time, it, it's I mean, it's just so it's like it's like what is that show with the ways to die? Yeah, like a thousand ways to die or something. Right. Oh, you know what? I mean, you can cut this out if you want later, but you know how they used to make up the names? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For it. What would this one name be? I don't know. I, I'll think of one. It'll come to okay. me. Okay. It'll come to me tonight when we're listening to karaoke. Right. No. <laughs> That's extra appropriate because we're going to karaoke after this. So a Malaysian karaoke enthusiast hogged the microphone for so long that people set upon him and uh, that people like people in the place crowded him and stabbed him to death. So this guy, that's intense. Abdul Sani Doli refused to hand over the microphone at a coffee shop that doubled as a karaoke bar in Borneo. Um, and the an altercation broke out. It sounds like the whole crowd just decided he's got to go and like all stabbed him together. But in actuality, two men were arrested on suspicion of murder after, uh, after the fact. So, I mean, maybe they started it, but it kind of just, to me, in my head, this kind of sounds like the entire crowd rose up and said, no, you gotta go, and just, like, took him out, which, like... Teamwork makes the dream work, okay? Like, I don't know. There's, there is a, there is a, I, like, there is a macabre kind of humor to this, because it's just, like, what the fuck, man? But anyway... I'm not done. I have more. Very Dahmer to me right now. I have more to like, read. I shouldn't laugh, but I want to. Right. So I have more. <laughs> uh, yeah. So in the Chinese city of Qian is how I'm going to say that. It's X I apostrophe A N. Um, in 2012, a family had gathered at a karaoke bar for kind of like a birthday party or just a party. There was a, a child there, a four-year-old boy, and he had the microphone and was singing along to my way, um, and his parents were cheering him on. 
But two of his uncles started to argue about how the child, like, basically how he'd been raised. They were saying he was spoiled, and they were calling him Little Emperor in Chinese, which apparently is derogatory for, like, a spoiled child. Um, And the argument turned into a fight with pushes and shoves and just, like, kind of like a regular family gathering, if you will. But then another relative wanted to, I guess, in, in an effort to break it up, went to the nearby noodle shop where he worked and came back with a meat cleaver. And he started oh. hacking at these two guys who started the argument and uh, they both died. Well, that is sad. Yeah, so like, wh- here's my thing too, is like, oh, family, family argument breaks out, people start throwing punches. That's not unheard of. I mean, like, that that happens sometimes. You'll have that. Why are you going to try to break it up with a fucking meat cleaver. Like, what is what was wrong with this guy? It just doesn't make much sense to me. There is a weird, like, level of snapping here that I feel is happening. <laughs> it just, like, the more I read, the more I'm like, the more insane this sounds. Like, these aren't real things that happen. But these are real things that happen. In July... It does make it sound nuts, doesn't it? Yeah. In July 2013, an American tourist was stabbed to death for refusing to stop singing in a karaoke bar in Thailand. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so there there's re- that's really the only uh information I have on that, but yeah, I guess if there's one thing I've noticed is that you are right. The Filipino <laughs> Well, see, their karaoke hella serious. All of these other event all these other things I read about though are all other countries. So, well, that whoever it is is <laughs> doing this, they're taking it. They're t- maybe I mean Maybe, as my kids would say, a little too much dip on the chip. Though. Yeah, a little too much dip on the chip. I mean, if I may. But theories as to why this song in particular causes so many violent incidents vary. Um, Butch Alborasin, the owner of Center for Pop, which is a... I probably read that completely wrong. Um, but anyway, Center for Pop is a Manila-based singing school, has a theory about it, and he says that the lyrics of the song are are the key, and that the lyrics kind of inspire the anger and animosity. He says, quote, My Way's lyrics are unapologetic, some would say arrogant, summing up a person's life. They reveal that the singer has come through all these different adversities because basically they're just an awesome person who can deal with anything life throws at them. I did it my way. It's so arrogant. The lyrics evoke feelings of pride and arrogance in the singer as if you're somebody when you're really nobody. It co- that is hilarious. It covers up your failures. That's why it leads to fights. End quote. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I think that's like blaming rap music for, for kids. Well, okay, that so even make sense. we've got another theory here, and this one's racist, so I'll embrace oh, yourself oh, for okay, that. Great. I like that you, I like that you uh, came in hot with that. Well, because right? the New York Times blamed the Philippines' quote, culture of violence, drinking, and machismo, end quote, which feels like pretty broad stereotyping that doesn't even really explain why the phenomenon seems to be limited to just this song. Right. Uh, that's ridiculous. So yeah, so that's that's another one. And then according to Roland B. Tolentino, an expert for pop culture at the University of the Philippines, Dil- Diliman, the killings connected to singing the song may simply just reflect its popularity in a violent environment. He also noted that the song's, quote, triumphalist theme might have an aggravating effect on singers and listeners alike. Other tunes that are just as popular in the Philippines have not resulted in murder. Um, And then according to many sources, Sinatra himself didn't even like the song. 
his daughter Tina Sinatra uh said that he found this song quote self-serving and self-indulgent he didn't like it that song stuck and he couldn't get it off his shoe end quote that's hilarious i like that song well it's when you read the lyrics it is it is it is kind of like um what's the word that i want to use here it it is really just like self-aggrandizing kind of and paul anka is the one who wrote it by the way anyway we can really only imagine what Frank Sinatra might say today if he were alive to hear about the killings that have occurred right. from this song. And so this this song really it like appears on the surface to advocate living life without regrets, but it can also kind of be seen as a song about death because you know at at the first line is we you know we meet the final curtain. So, uh it might just have people kind of think we're thinking and reflecting in, I don't know. But um, I have one more quote here. The trouble with my way is that everyone knows it and everyone has an opinion, says Rodolfo Gregorio, an amateur singer from um, General Santos, which I guess is another uh, city. And he said that, well, so it says, you know, performers kind of get into fights with their critics. Some are rude, some jump the line. Some just sing out of tune, and then he said, I used to like my way, but after all the trouble, I stopped singing it. You can get killed. Which, <laughs> like, yeah, so I would never, I wouldn't sing it either. So, but I, so this is just so crazy. I don't really even know what to say about it because it's just like some of the other ones, yeah, are related to different songs, but there are quite a few related to this song. That is so weird. But yeah, that's the phenomenon of the My Way killings. And I said that I, for one, promise I will never sing this song at karaoke. <laughs> you know what? Now it's got me wanting to tempt fate. I don't think that you should do that. And, and, and sing the song tonight. <laughs> and if I die, at least it will be good publicity for this episode. Um, I don't think you should do that i mean i don't sing i don't sing karaoke anyway so it's fine <laughs> i'm not gonna do it but i'm just saying if i did and i died you know well also never say never because i do recall um how dare you how fucking dare you <laughs> i feel like a time that we got up and uh did hey vicky you're so fine you're so fine <laughs> i would also like to know that i was extremely inebriated at the time and also, I think I went up to this lady who said her husband was a, um, like a soldier and he was overseas and I like went up and was hugging her and crying with her. I don't oh know. Oh my it gosh. <laughs> it was all a blur. Drunk Leanne, apparently very patriotic. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh, shit. But anyway, if you have ever been uh, a witness to karaoke violence... Or if you have oh gosh, any yes, theories please. about ley lines, send us an email. And where should they send that email again? Well, they're going to want to send it to boozeandghoulspod at gmail.com. That's boozeandghoulspod at gmail.com. That's right. You can also find us on Twitter at boozeandghouls or TikTok and Instagram at boozeandghoulspod. And I did actually update our TikTok uh, for the first oh. time in ages with a new video. So you should go check it out. Um, you can also rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, anywhere you get your podcast or wherever you're listening now. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
Oh my gosh, please tell me your karaoke violence stories. I need them. Um, all right. Uh, I guess until next time. Stay boozy, friends.